Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Amen. Praise God. Kids are dismissed. Can we pray over the children? So, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Lord God, that I hear God saying, even for the children of Given Light, He says, I'm stirring up the gifts that are inside of them. And the Lord says, Surely they will be the sons and daughters of wonders. They will be sons and daughters of miracles. They will be sons and daughters of destiny. And the Lord says, even now, I'm even snatching back the very hand that the enemy has tried to reach out and to pull our children into places, into things that were not designed for their destiny. For the Lord says that this would be the day that the children will be launched to a greater dimension in the glory of God. And I hear God saying, he says, even for giving light, there shall not be a junior Holy Spirit hosted here, but every young person will know the fullness of who he is in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Woo! God is good. Amen. I'm so excited to be back in the house again. It feels like I was just here. When was that? I don't even remember. A uh, month ago? Amen. So. Amen. It's good to it's good to be here. Amen. It's good to see y'all. <laughs> Amen. God is so good, and and I'm just so excited, Brother Reuben, just for all that He's doing in this very season. Amen. Are y'all excited? Yes. And it's so funny, like when you're preparing for something like this, or coming coming home, right? You're preparing to come to come home. You know, you're, you're up. I don't know about you all. I'm up and seeking the Lord every hour. Like, Lord, I, I need you to speak. I need you to, <laughs> to move. I need you to do all that you would want to do in this house. And it was so amazing just through, through worship. I said so much confirmation. I said, whew, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I can still hear you. Amen. <laughs> because everything that they were ministering via song was just so in tune to what I want to minister this morning, which is, and I'm going to just break it down and just jump right in, um, because I do believe, if it's okay, I believe that we're uh, stepping into a atmosphere of healings and an atmosphere of deliverance. Um, as we were in worship, I just kept feeling healing, and I kept feeling deliverance. Amen. So um, that's not the sermon, but <laughs> that's what I kept picking up. But I... but. But the message I want to bring is navigating through a dark season. Look, look, y'all heard that? Everybody said, mmm. <laughs> navigating through a dark season. Amen. And, and, and before I jump in, I honor my spiritual parents. Amen. Apostles, Stephen and Melody. I love you all so much. Mama and Papa, you guys are such a blessing. Come on. This is our, these are our leaders. Amen. Amen. See, I was getting ahead of myself, excited to jump right in, but I have to give honor to where honors due. And Amanda, I know I have something uh, to minister to you in just a little bit. Amen. Um, but we're navigating through a dark season. Amen. And, and I said, Lord, uh, you're going to have to help me with this one. You know, navigating through a dark season. Because normally, 
you know, oftentimes people, Rebecca, want to hear the, the mountaintop type of sermons and the messages that, that really, you know, get us hyped. And, and there's nothing wrong with excitement, amen, but then there's a thing called reality, <laughs> amen? Um, but the beautiful thing is when you're connected with God, you begin to operate in his reality, that all things, although things may look one way, there's something still happening on the other side. Amen. And Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, let's just jump there. We know this. It says, for everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heavens. Amen. I'm going to read that again. For everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my Lord, my strength, and my redeemer. Amen. So we must understand that, as the scripture just says, that there's a season for everything. And out of everything is birth purpose. And the beautiful thing about God is God created time, although he does not operate in our timing. But he created timing, amen, in his own special way. I love it where it says in James 1, 2, and 4, and this is a scripture that I often have struggled with. Has anyone ever struggled with a scripture? Where it says, my brethren counted all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. That's something I struggle with. (laughs) But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That's James 1, 2 through 4. I'll say that again. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, meaning be made whole, and having want for nothing. So I don't know about anyone else, (laughs) but I know I've been in a season of navigating darkness. Hello? And, 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 you know, oftentimes when we talk about darkness, the first thing that comes to our mind is evil. But I'm not even talking about navigating through evilness. I'm talking about navigating through the unknown. Dark. I can't see what's next, but all I have, Miss Loretta, is a word from the Lord. Okay, I don't want to get, you know, in front of myself or ahead of myself, but I feel like we've been navigating through a season of darkness, meaning the unknown or the absence of understanding or the absence of even knowledge. Come on. Am I talking to anybody? We've been in that season navigating through the season of unknown and to, I don't know about you all, but it makes me at times anxious. I know know we're not supposed to be anxious. Be anxious for nothing. I know we're not supposed to be nervous, but it's a reality at times that when all you know is I don't know, 
Okay. Has anybody been there? All you know is I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Deuteronomy 29 and 29. It says the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of the law. I want to say this. Don't miscalculate this season. Okay? Don't be misinformed about your current state that you make decisions out of where you are today. Come on. How many times have we made just, 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 just these crazy decisions, and it wasn't by faith, it was by fear? Amen. And, and we're hoping, okay, God, I'm just going to jump out here again by fear, not by faith, and hope that God backs us. God does not back us through fear. He backs us when we move by faith. Amen. So Joseph, I, I, I don't know about you all, but I always get inspired by the story of Joseph. Because, Mama Melody, you wake up from an incredible dream, right, where, 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 where God says in, the, in this vision or in this dream that you're going to be a great ruler, all this great stuff. But then family comes in, rejects, throws you into a pit. <laughs> Come on. All this stuff is happening. Then you're thrown into a prison. Then this happens and then happens and then and then. What happens, Mama Melody and Papa Steve, I'm just all to them, I'm going to act like it's just them here, is oftentimes we only see the future, but we don't faithfully navigate through the now. Come on, am I talking to anybody? Y'all quiet. But have we learned to steward our current season? Because how we steward our current season is will make us successful in our future season. Come on. I'm sorry, I feel Holy Spirit, so y'all just go with me. There's a fear of the unknown. Come on. I don't know about anyone else. I think I shared this testimony. I'm going to share it again. I'm going to act like y'all never heard it. But it was just almost one year ago, which is crazy, where I had received a call from our executive president of the company to say, Harold, your assignment is over. This is your layoff day. And I said, Jesus? Because you continue to receive prophetic words that God's going to use you in the marketplace. God's going to build you and, and cause you to, to, to build other leaders in the marketplace. And you're going to have great influence. And you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And then you receive a call that contradicts everything that every prophet had spoken, that even God himself had spoken to me. And I said, Lord, there's a fear of the unknown. Look, I got a family of five. Come on. I'm like, look, I got a mortgage. Come on. I know we're supposed to be moved by faith, but I'm talking about me, okay? 
I got a mortgage, I got two cars, hello. My children keep growing, I wake up and they're bigger. And they keep eating all my food. I said, Lord, what now? What happens when God tells you, and he's been telling me this a lot and I don't like it, get out of your feelings. Trust me. Get out of your feelings and trust me. I said, no, no, no. (laughs) This is scary, okay? And the beautiful thing is, so um, long story short, I get a call, what, a week or so after I get laid off to say, hey, there's another position that's coming. It's yours. Hint, hint. You need to apply. Blah, blah, blah. Apply, apply. And I'm like, nope, because I'm mad. (laughs) I'm mad at God. I'm mad at the company. I probably was mad at every prophet. Called them probably false. Come on. Come on. My response to the unknown was one of fear, frustration, anger, etc. Anyways, so I, I went on after, you know, sometimes you need the prophetic wife to come and say, bro, bro. <laughs> dude, you just need to apply and shut up. Just apply. I said, no. Then she comes again. You know, I need three times. I need three witnesses. I needed her to come back three times. So anyway, she told me, I, I did it, blah, blah, blah. And my influence, I was accepted. Did I tell you it was a temporary assignment? I was like, no, hold up. This is definitely not God because this is temporary. I took it. The temporary turned into permanent within a month and a half. And my influence tripled, almost quadruple, as far as how many people report to me, up through me. Now, huh? Globally, yes. So what am I saying? I don't know. (laughs) The fear of the unknown can make you think that you've missed it or that even God himself missed it. Come on. But what is our response? Let's just talk about a response to the unknown. Oftentimes we talk about 1 Chronicles 12, 32, right? Where we talk about the sons of Issachar and their ability to discern the times and the seasons, how their calculated understanding of time revealed to them what they should do, how they should respond to the season that they were in. Come on. So how should we respond? The way a person responds to certain seasons, seasons of darkness is what will shape his or her feelings, actions, and their results. How should we respond? Can I, can I just be unethical for a moment or unorthodox? Maybe not unethical, because that might, that, might be, that might scare people if I say, let me be unethical. Unorthodox is probably the better word. Let's just open this up. I know this is a church, and we're not supposed to do this. Only the preacher's supposed to talk, but y'all going to talk with me, okay? 
So what are some ways that y'all feel, or how should we respond in seasons of the unknown? Just, just yell out to me. I know this is so wrong. That's, that's the season I'm in. I just, I break rules. Worship. What? Worship. Worship. Trust. Trust. What else? I trust you, God. Huh? I trust you, God. My reply is, I trust you, God. You said get on Facebook or get off? Oh. Apostle Steve said get off of Facebook. <laughs> Miss Loretta? Speak the word of the Lord. Speak the word of the Lord. That's wait. That's a hard one. I don't, I don't want to wait. Rest. rest. Wait and rest. I like what y'all said. Faith over fear. 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mind, Surrender over resistance. Surrender to God's will. Don't resist him. If you resist the enemy, the Bible says he will flee, but don't resist God. Come on. Matthew 16, 24, it says, if anyone would would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Amen. Surrender unto me. I choose peace over panic. Amen. Amen. Philippians 4, 4 4 through 9. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto God. This is my favorite part. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It says, finally, brethren, although everything seems like it's out of whack, come on, focus solely on the things that are true, that are noble, that are just, that are pure, that are lovely, that are of a good report. If there is any any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, we must Meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do in the God. This this should make us like dance like crazy Pentecostal people. (laughs) The God of peace will be with you. Come on. I said the God of peace will be with you. (laughs) Uh, Something else. It is funny. I heard this this morning. I hurry up and pulled up my laptop and I just put in here, keep hope alive. Romans 4, 18 through 22, the New Living Translation, it says, it, it talked about how even when Abraham had no reason to hope, he still hoped. Even though his faith, uh, it says his faith did not weaken, he was fully convinced and never wavered in his belief. Come on, you must be so totally, fully convinced that although I'm in a dark season, the word of the Lord will not fail. He is faithful to perform his word. Am I talking to anybody? Did you hear me? I said he's faithful to perform his word. I have to break this thing of fear and get into this place of faith. I got to break this thing of feeling hopelessness and begin to move into this place of, oh, all my hope is built 
on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I've learned to lean on him. I've learned to trust in him. The darker it gets is a greater opportunity for me to trust him more. Could it be, Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for the good of those that love God, that are called according to his purpose, et cetera, et cetera. Could it be that even darkness is working for me? Could it be that the dark season is actually causing me to be led blindly right into my place of breakthrough? During worship, I kept having this vision. I wanted to grab the mic so bad, but I kept having this vision, and especially when they kept singing about Jesus, 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 and I kept seeing Jesus standing at this door, and it was like the people were on the other side of the door, but they didn't know how to get through, and Jesus moved himself from the one side of the door to the side that they were on, and then he said, okay, now come. What am I trying to say? In your season of not knowing, just say, Jesus, come. The Bible says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. If you would just, just, just lean into him, even when you don't know what to lean on to, he's the only one you really need to lean into. I'm learning that more and more. Let me say this. Seasons of mountaintop, and I love the scripture where it talks about, you know, we go from glory to glory to glory, you know, all that good stuff, right? But what happens is if we continue to stay up here, when, when we go through these, these, these tough seasons, we calculate it as I did something wrong. Or I must have missed God. Or I must be out of his will. And as I was riding up 81, my favorite place, I was riding up 81. No, it's not. The Lord says, I'm not only uh, producing patience, but I'm producing dependency on me. Because if we stay on this mountaintop experience, we will think we don't need a God of breakthrough. Come on, am I talking to y'all? Josh, am I talking to you? (laughs) Cast down. Let me call my voice, sorry. Second Corinthians. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Second Corinthians 10 and 5. Cast down every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself. Do you know that fear at times tries to exalt itself above Christ? Do you know that your own thinking tries to exalt itself above him? But we must now bring those things down. Come on. Isn't it funny? We always say, you know, every principality come down. You know, I'm a warfare deliverance minister, right? The first thing we say, come on, every principality come down. All this. And sometimes it's just, no, dude, like you need to fix your mind. Get your mind in check. And I say that in love. Bring it into captivity, every thought. So we move in obedience of Christ. In the obedience of Christ. Amen? Are y'all still with me? But, Apostle Harold, you don't understand that I'm persecuted. Well, great, but you're not forsaken. 
But you don't understand, dude. I'm like cast down. But you're not destroyed. Because you know why? You're bearing about in you the body of Jesus Christ. You're experiencing what resurrection looks like and feels like. Come on. This season of darkness, do you think Jesus didn't experience darkness? He even said to his father multiple occasions, if it be will, let this cup pass from me. How many times have we said, Lord, could you just let this thing pass by me? But then what if God responds, but it's part of my purpose. It's part of my will. Am I talking to anybody? Because I'm getting, I'm just getting excited all by myself. (laughs) Let me say this. You got, it, it got to hit you first. This is what blessed me. And then, that's why I said, it's so much confirmation. Because I was, again, on 81. Maybe, this, maybe 81 is Revelation Central. <laughs> I mean, I'd be seeing other people throwing out Revelations. I don't think, it, never mind. Okay, I'm talking about on 81. Sometimes they flick a finger and do different things. But anyways... The Lord said to me, he said, I need the people to understand that I'm working behind the scenes. I'm working in the unseen. And as I was riding up 81, a song came on, and I wish I knew, I had never heard it before, but it said, God's working in the dark. And I said, wow, so good. And then it reminded me of Genesis 1, verse 2, as darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And that's when God began to work. It didn't look like anything was happening. What's that song? This is how I fight my battles. You know, all that stuff. This is, uh what's the other part? It may look like I'm surrounded, but but there's another part. Something about he's doing something in the back, in the dark, or in the background somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I made it up. Did I make it up? Rebecca said, yeah, you made it up. Okay. (laughs) It sounded good. (laughs) So if God can use darkness as a platform for the miraculous in framing the world, he can use your season of darkness to catapult you to your next place. Let me say that again. If God can use darkness as a platform for the miraculous in framing the world, he said, let there be light. And then we know he started to, from there, he just was in a builder's mode, right? He can use your season of darkness. He is not a builder that will fail. Come on. Let me say this, and I'm done. In your season of navigating through darkness, we need the ministry of Holy Spirit like never before. Did you hear me? I said we need the ministry of Holy Spirit like never before. Amen. We don't, we're not going to just pray for the glory, but we're going to partner with the glory. Because when you partner with the glory, it helps you to see what you couldn't see at first. Come on. As you begin to partner with the glory, now the light has come. Now the light is like the lights are now on, right? The Bible says in John 16 and 13 that we have a helper, a companion. He's our perfect guide. 
He's our wonderful counselor. He's our teacher. He's our instructor. And he's available and ready to help you 24-7. You just have to learn to access him. Come on. We just got to, to access him. And then the Lord said to me, he reminded me of John 14 and 26. It says that the ministry of the Holy Spirit brings back to your remembrance everything that he has said to you and about you. That's why my, my kids think I'm crazy. <laughs> I mean, I am. But I spend majority of my prayer time not in English. Why? Because if I pray in English, I'll try to understand it in English. But if I pray it in the spirit, even if I don't fully understand it, there's, I already know things are happening in the spirit realm. That's why I'm making my petition known, praying always in the spirit. Amen. That's why we need to learn how to steward his presence by inviting him in to our very circumstance by just praying in the spirit. Lord, I don't know what's on the other side of this door. I don't understand the fullness of this warfare that I'm dealing with. Lord, I don't even understand why my body continues to be racked with pain. Lord, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And the Lord says, okay, great. Lean into me. I'm a God of understanding. I understand it because I'm alpha and the omega. I created you in the beginning. I'm going to see you to the end. But I think a lot of times we focus on the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, and we forget about the middle. He's also the God of the middle. Here's an example, and I'm done. Psalms 23. When it talks about David, David says that he's walking through that valley of the shadow of death. I said, Lord, what is that? The valley of death. And of course, the first thing, you know, that's physical death, blah, blah, blah. But, but what if God allows the season of the unknown to kill your flesh, to kill your own mindset? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of crucifixion of my flesh, I'm not going to fear evil because I know that you're with me. I look deeper into that, um, the valley, and it talked about that in the, in the original translation, it's actually a very narrow place. That when you walk through it, you can't just turn. If you're trying to get out of it, you have to back out of it. I said, okay, Lord, so what are you saying? He said, we could either continue to move forward through the valley, or we have a choice to not take him at his word and back out of it. And oftentimes, when we begin to go through a valley situation or an unknown situation, we begin to back out, shrink back. But what would, I what would you do if I told you, but if you look a little bit closer... Sister Amanda, if you look a little bit closer, there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel of that passageway. Could it be Jesus? Could it be him? Could it be that this season 
that you're thinking is going to last 10, 15 days, 10 years, 30 years, could end just by you saying, I trust you, I see you, and I'm going to move towards you, not away from you. Amen. Amen. So I'm learning, I'm trying to really get done with this, I'm learning to not be moved by what I cannot see. But I'm learning to be moved by the God who can see everything and still give me the grace. What is grace? Divine enablement to still push through this passageway, this valley of the shadow of death. I will not fear any longer because he's with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. My favorite part of that, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. That's the best part. I think we've kind of even gotten away from preaching about (laughs) eternity. But there's such a blessing in knowing that there's something on the other side of your dark season. Come on, somebody. If we could, everyone, let's stand. I'm done. I was preaching somewhere, and they teased me because I closed five times. How many was that, like three? Oh, I did good this time. I told them, I said, said, normally when we say we're closing the first time, we at least have a couple more points that we're trying to make. We're just trying to keep y'all, we're trying to keep y'all, you know, (laughs) connected. But God is so awesome. Let me ask you this. I know I threw a lot of scriptures. I threw a lot of this and that at you. But the question is, thank you. The question is, can you still believe him? That's where I was trying to go with that song. Believe him when you can't see him. Can you still believe when it's like Miss Tracy, like it's, it's just not looking right in our eyes? But I'm learning. I'm learning. Can I say this? Never get off the learning bus. I don't care who you are, your title, your position, this or that or that or this. Never get off the bus. Because we all have lessons that we must learn. None of us are exempt from lessons. Jesus spent all of his ministry teaching lessons. So guess what? All of your Christian journey is going to be about lessons. Come on. But I just love the Lord. Oh my, I love him. Thank you all for your prayers this morning. Thank you for just your openness to hear the the word of the Lord. But I believe that we're now at this place of choices. Faith over our fear. Grace to be able to push forward. 
If you know how to pray in the spirit, let's just do that for the next few moments. I just want us just to stir up his presence the more, but even let's just turn up expectation here. Is that all right? Just, just turn up your expectation.